I'm Andrea. And I'm Lila. And you're listening to Broads on Broadway. Okay, so this week we have a little bit of a more serious topic. And before we start, I'm going to go ahead and let Andrea give you guys fair warning. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like the lawyer in this situation. Before we begin this episode... No, in all seriousness, we are not licensed health professionals. We have not been trained in this field. Our goal is to bring awareness to mental health or illness by sharing experiences and coping techniques that have been helpful to us. Please know all techniques may not be helpful to others. If you or someone you know is in need of immediate attention or suicidal, please call 911 the Suicide and Crisis Hotline at 988, or go to your nearest emergency room. So that's heavy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot. That was a lot. Welcome to the episode. Yeah, your broads are here to talk about mental health today. Well, it's Mental Health Awareness Month, it's, right? Yes, May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and um, mental health is something that is very important to me. Um, and it's something that I think is being talked about a lot more in society. And so I just kind of wanted to, to cover a few, few basics and as someone who has struggled with my mental health and has been medicated and, um, under doctor care and both with medication and therapy, I just think that continuing to, kind of erase the stigma that surrounds mental health is important. And I think the best way to do that is really just kind of by being vulnerable. So I guess we should kind of tell like what mental health actually is. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like there's definitely, uh, I don't know if stigma is the right word, but you know, everybody views mental health differently. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, unfortunately, a lot of people think that, oh, if somebody has a mental health issue, it's, it's just portrayed very negative, and that they should be able to fix it easily or something. And so I think that, you know, there's like something wrong with them, you know, right. And it's really not different than any other illness. Like if you're ill, you go to the doctor. Right. And they give you medicine mm-hmm. or, you know, you're going to, if you break your leg, you're going to go to physical therapy and you're going to train your leg on how to work again. And that's kind of the same thing as therapy with, you know, it's just, you're exercising a different muscle. Yep. Absolutely. And I think it's super important to recognize that and then to recognize it in other people and understand that everybody deals with it differently and, and goes about it. So Mental health includes emotional, psychological, and social well-being. It affects how we think, we feel, we act, and it helps determine how we handle stress, relate to others, and make choices. And just kind of bringing it full circle and to give you an idea of how relevant this is in our world, one in five adults suffer with mental illness. I mean, that's a pretty big number. I mean, just think of one out of every five people you know Mm -hmm. are are dealing with this or suffering with something in terms of mental health. And how many of those people are actually talking about it? Probably not. I mean, like I'm very open about it. (laughs) Right. Yeah. But 
you know, most people don't. Most people don't talk about it. Um, so factors that contribute to mental health conditions include biological factors such as genes or brain chemistry, and then life experiences like trauma and abuse. So, you know, it can kind of be something that is innate or a learned behavior. Mm. Um, not necessarily like a learned behavior, but something that your body doesn't always necessarily know how to react to things. And so there are like three different levels and it's not the hippocampus, but it's some nerve that kind of controls everything. And so you have your normal base operating line and then you have your fight or flight and then you have survival. Mm. And the fight or flight is just, you know, it, it, it kind of is what gets you to the survival. And we don't always know how to act or how to cope when we are operating in fight or flight. And so if we don't deal with that trauma thereafter, your body stores that and it can come out as anxiety or depression or. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So talking about serious mental illness, SMI, um, it interferes with a person's life, their ability to function. And despite misconceptions, it is not a choice. It's it is not, not a, a weakness. weakness or a character flaw. Um, it's not something that can just pass or you can snap out of. And so I'm, we haven't ever really talked about this, but I'm genuinely curious as to what you think when you think mental health, like what do you think when you think depression and anxiety? Yeah, I think those words are, I hate to say overused, but I do think a lot of people who maybe don't have serious mental illness, um, say, oh, I have so much anxiety or uh, I'm just depressed. And I think that, I think those are kind of serious accusations. And I think a lot of people just kind of throw those terms out. Use them loosely. Yeah, use them very loosely. And, you know, I think when we look at people, we also will label people. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, you know, they're not doing a lot. They they don't want to come they're out. They're lazy or yeah. not social. and Right. And so there's different terms, I think, that could be associated with the same thing. Like you might see somebody as lazy. They might say they're depressed. Maybe it's, you know, it could be somewhere in between. It could be, you know, they don't really understand what they're going through. Right. And so I do think in one thing that I really wanted to touch on um, – and I was talking about this with a friend before we came to record today is the difference between being depressed and feeling depressed. Mm. I, I call it kind of the D word because it's, it is so usely yeah. used and I don't, I want to be careful because I don't want to not validate anyone's feelings. One thing that and my mom, I will say she learned this from me and I'm not even sure where I learned this, <laughs> but Everyone's problem is big to them. You cannot compare your problem with someone else's problem. Right. So, you know, I just had a friend whose dog died. I can't go to them and be like, well, my other friend was diagnosed with terminal cancer. Like your problem doesn't matter. It's yeah. not big. Like, that, why are you acting like this? That really bothers me when people do that. You know, when you're talking about something and then they're like, well, people are starving in Africa. You know, it's just kind of like, 
just because I'm telling you, you know, if somebody is telling you about a problem or an issue that they're having internally, that that's a big deal to share that information with somebody and for that person to just shoot it down and be like, oh, well, like, you know, it's not really that big of a deal. They're being vulnerable with you. Right. I think a lot of times people need someone who can just listen. Mm-hmm. And another, you know, thing that I've kind of learned throughout my years is when someone shares something with you, ask, do you want me to just listen or would you like my input? Yeah. And my feedback. Yeah. Because Are a you lot just of times, venting or yeah. do you want advice? We've talked about that just as friends. It's like, you know, I can sit here and give you tough love all day. Like I'm that kind of person to mm-hmm. be like, not necessarily like your situation doesn't matter, but just be like, oh, well, you know, it could be worse or it could be, you know, what if you just do this or where you can move on from it quickly or, you know, I'm kind of a tough love kind of person and mm-hmm. I recognize that some people like that and that's okay and other people don't and it can actually bring them down more. Right, right. Um, so kind of going back to the D word and depression and what what all of that looks like. So being depressed is more like feeling down and sad and the pits and then suffering from depression. I have always struggled putting this into words and a lot of people that I know that suffer from depression have too. It's almost like like you are paralyzed and severely handicapped. But I was watching Ginny and Georgia. <laughs> I've never seen it. It's so cute. It's such a cute series. You need to watch it. Um, kind of like a mindless thing. Mm-hmm. Could be triggering if anyone has like some family issues. But <laughs> I think it's cute. It was season two, episode eight. And I'm like, I can't remember anything. But this I can remember. <laughs> Stuff like this sticks out to you for sure. You know, um, I'm the deep one here. So <laughs> I just thought rather than me trying to describe what depression actually is, that I would read you this excerpt, this dialogue from that episode. So some feelings are like old, familiar friends. Depression is like that for me. When the episode starts, it can be slow at first, an intrusive thought. I don't want to be here, but then it's gone. You bat it away like a fly or a bad smell. When it hits you fully, though, when you're really in it, it's everything. It's who you are. You're nothing else. On the outside, you look the same. Smiling and pretending is so much work, but inside, it's a different story. You start to hate yourself. You're so alone, so unbelievably alone. And you can be with someone you love, but you're not really with them. We think we know what's going on with other people, but we don't. Everyone's fighting a battle that you can't see. We all have blind spots. And you know it's you. You know there is something wrong with you. And it's exhausting. So goddamn shitty and exhausting. And it's helpless. It's a void. And existing takes so much energy. You want to sink into a hole of nothing where no one talks to you you don't have to smile or talk to be. I've been here before, gotten out of it before, but the getting out part becomes the room that you remember but aren't in. And that's what's scary. Interesting. So does she say this to somebody or is this a therapist talking to? No. So Jenny's little boyfriend mm-hmm. in the show, um, 
starts to isolate himself and struggle with depression. Mm. And so he is the one he, the, the show kind of opens up with this dialogue and it's just him talking. He's not really talking to anyone. It's almost like a journal entry. I don't really remember if it was a journal entry or not. Mm -hmm. So I think it was just kind of context. Gotcha. And when I'm depressed and my medication isn't right, it's, you can't get out of bed. Mm -hmm. You can't work out. I mean, like there, you can't do anything. You really cannot do anything and everything is exhausting. But most people wouldn't know that you really can't do anything because life goes on and you still have to show up. Right. You You know, get up and go. Like I was still going to school. I was still smiling at people when I'm really just pretty much dying inside. There's no life inside of me. And it's probably just natural for you to do that as well. You know, like in terms of obviously you're probably not going out more socially and you're, you're skipping things like that, that you're invited to, but like your day to day, like you got to go to work, you got to go to class, you have to eat dinner at some point. You know what I mean? Like you go through the motions on all the things that you have to do. And so while you're doing that, you know, it's easier to put on a fake smile or whatever. It's like, you know, when we ask people, Hey, how are you? Like, how have you Mm -hmm. been? And people say, Oh, great. You know, none of us have been, Oh, great ever. (laughs) No, And we don't really stop and pause and think and, and, but does the other person really want to know? No, you know, I'm like, right. Well, that's why it's like, it's just easier to go out and put a smile on your face and just not deal with it. Yeah. And basically look the part of, Hey, I look okay. You don't have to know how I feel, but as long as I look okay. So you saying that is ironic, like the whole mm. little bit of looking okay, you not needing to know that I don't feel okay is ironic because when you're depressed, you so badly want someone to realize you are not okay. It's um, it's like a sick cycle. And mm. I, don't, I don't know, because if you don't tell anyone you're not okay and you're pretending you're okay, how is anyone supposed to know? Right. I, the last time that I was sick, I, my mother called me out because I was sleeping all of the time. Mm-hmm. You would not believe how much I can sleep when I'm depressed, like literally all day, every day. And when she did approach me, it was such a relief because I was like, you're like, finally, somebody knows someone knows mm-hmm. like I can get help and the getting help part even is hard for someone who is struggling with depression because help isn't always accessible. No, it's um, not. Getting in to see a doctor isn't always easy. It's not There's quick. A waiting it's not time. cheap. And you don't have time. Like when you are that depressed, you do not have time to be on a waiting list. You need right. to see somebody. Yeah. So. Um, and then you got to make sure they're the right fit. I mean. Exactly. I, I personally don't have experience with depression but just when I was looking for a therapist in general you know I kept putting it off putting it off and finally I'm like okay like I just need to bite the bullet and go Mm -hmm. and then when I finally went like me and the person did not click at all right and I was like I just knew instantly and I was like well this isn't a fit and then I like got put off for another month trying to do the research and find somebody and then you know you gotta pay for it and I'm like well I can only afford x amount of sessions 
you know, a month. Like I, I can't come here every week and pay it's this expensive. amount, you know? And so I can only imagine for somebody who's in um, a different position than I am in terms of, you know, mental health, in terms of financial, in terms of accessibility. Like if you live in a smaller area that doesn't offer, you know, the, the people to support, I can't imagine. And, you know, getting to the doctor is hard. So I want, that's something that I just want the general public to know. Like you can call someone out for being depressed and you can be there and care for them and be like, you need to go see a doctor. That person who is suffering can't always do that for themselves. And it's not that it's your job to do it for them, but like you kind of, you kind of got to pick them up a little bit. Yeah. And you, you got, you got to do what you can to help because it's really just depression is debilitating. Yeah. And it's probably just, you know, trying to recognize it the best you can. If it's someone, if it's a friend, if it's a family member, someone that you're close to and just trying to ask the right questions. Mm -hmm. Really the best question was, are you depressed? Yeah. Interesting. That 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 is the best question because it's a yes or no question. Do you think people would honor or answer it honestly? Someone who's depressed, I think they would. I think they want so bad to be helped, but they don't know how to ask for it. Yeah. So they're just kind of waiting, kind of hoping nobody notices, but at the same time hoping no, hoping somebody notices. I mean, you're close just enough to just say, "Hey, are you okay?" Out for help. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 I mean, I know none of this makes sense, but depression doesn't make sense. Yeah. And so well, it's different um, for everybody. It, it absolutely is. And you, today we're talking about depression and anxiety and there are a lot more SMIs, serious mental illnesses out there, such as bipolar and schizophrenia and, you know, um, eating disorders. There, there's all sorts of things out there. I just think depression and anxiety are really common in our society. And so it was something that I thought, anyone could kind of relate to. And if you can't, we're all going to be in a situation at some point in time where we know somebody or maybe it comes on to us naturally. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I never even thought about anxiety or anything in my life, but after COVID happened, even though I didn't feel like a shift, like something happened internally with me where like, I had a panic attack for the first time. Like, you know, I felt like life was moving differently for me after it. And I started to become anxious Mm -hmm. at that point. And I was like, whoa, this is, this is weird. And I almost didn't like saying it because I was like, I know there are people with real anxiety and who have like real panic attacks and I don't know if mine is real or not. And then you start second guessing yourself saying, well, I don't know how serious it is. And you try to push it off and push it off. Mm -hmm. And then that goes back to that cycle. I mean, you go back in the cycle and it kind of keeps building. And anxiety is something that does kind of build if you don't address it, I think. Mm -hmm. And so 30% of adults suffer from anxiety at some point in their life. And I think the stigma is easing around anxiety as well. But it is also very, very loosely used. I am, I am anxious. I am, you know, I'm about to have a panic attack. Mm. How many times do you hear people say that? Oh my gosh, my anxiety. I'm yeah. I'm about to have a panic attack. Right. Like you are taking away from the people who are really sick and hurting. Yeah. I also think like, you know, it's almost like cancel culture. Like 
if somebody can't say like, oh my God, I'm about to have a panic attack. Like. I don't like cancel culture. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not about that. Yeah. And so I'm not discrediting you. I just would say be more careful with your choice of words. Yeah. Just maybe know your surroundings or who you're talking to, because if you are with somebody who could potentially have that. You know, and maybe I, save it for like your close group and someone of people who's or healthy, something who understands you. And um, someone who's healthy and has suffered from anxiety in the past, they're not going to be upset with you about that. But if someone is sitting there and they've gone untreated, e- their feelings aren't justified, whether you know they're struggling with it or not. Yeah. You know, I mean, like it makes them kind of feel lesser than so you know i mean general anxiety is just being irritable stressed worried scared worked up i mean that's something that we would experience day to day so like if we're facing a challenge at work or if we have a test coming up that we're nervous about if we're gonna go talk to our boss about getting a promotion yeah like that is normal anxiety yeah that makes sense so so everybody's experienced that we all Definitely. have been there. no no question because that's you just day to day life know how you're living your life <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> and then what like what i'm saying real anxiety looks like which you know both are anxiety mm-hmm. um it's being immobilized fatigued sensory overload so you don't necessarily know what you're feeling but you know that you're not feeling good like you're you're off feelings that can't be explained you can't make sense of them and you're insecure you're overwhelmed and it just kind of hits you at once so Mm -hmm. you know I was a lifeguard in high school in the summer or really just I mean I was a lifeguard in high school but one summer I was sitting out on the lifeguard chair and you know, I'm I'm in the sun, I'm my happy place, I'm in my bathing suit, I'm just chilling, whatever. <laughs> and I have a complete full on panic attack. Just out of the blue. And I like kind of felt it coming on, but like it it yeah. Yeah. There was no rhyme or reason as to why I had that panic attack. And so, you know, I what that looks like for me was I was shaking. I was sweating. My heartbeat was going really fast. Like you just want to cry and you're like, why am I crying hysterically? Yeah. And I think a lot of times people who suffer from depression and anxiety try so hard to be so strong. And I really want people to know that it's okay to not be strong in those moments. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, you kind of just got to let it out. At that point, you've, I feel like once you get to that point, you've been holding stuff in for a long time. And that was kind of when I had my first panic attack or, and mine was like, I couldn't breathe. Uh, Yeah. You know, and I was literally the shaking, the sweating, the not being able to talk, not just like literally thinking like it was almost like a movie. I was like, I think I need one of those paper bags or something. Cause I was like, I literally can't breathe. Like I was like gasping for air. Right. Getting, I was so worked Pull your up oxygen mask. over something. And it was just like, I was like, this is never, and I'm trying to stop it. Cause I'm like, Oh, am I just being dramatic? And then I'm making it worse. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's not a great situation to be in. N- no, 
no, it's really not. And everyone kind of has their story around it. And I think that your anyone's story can be different than our story. Mm-hmm. So if if you're thinking that you are suffering from depression or anxiety, and but it doesn't look like anything that we've experienced, don't. Yeah, ours don't, is not easier, not better. Yeah, you know, it's just different. It's just um, different. So one way to kind of like some signs of mental health um, issues are people who are struggling to work. Sticking to a regular schedule is something that can be helpful. Oftentimes you lose that routine when you are depressed because it just takes so much energy to do anything. Mm-hmm. Healthy relationships are really important during those times. Uh, and then also like, because normally when you are depressed or have anxiety, you're struggling to maintain any relationship. So you just don't have the energy to do it. It's not answering right. phone calls. It's not responding to text messages. It's not showing up at events. Um, it's like a pattern of it. It's not, oh, well, I'm just feeling tired and I don't want to go out tonight. You know, it's not like a one night. No, it's week after week and some, something is off. So, you know, always when you (laughs) are signs and recognizing the earlier, the better, um, and consistent treatment. So I think a lot of times it does take a combination of medication and psychotherapy, um, to manage the conditions to start with, but all of these challenges you can overcome in order to lead a meaningful and productive life. I personally think that people with depression, anxiety feel deeper than most people. In what way? Um, just like are more emotional overall or like they, they love harder. They hurt, they hurt in a different way than most people hurt. Gotcha. So like, it's like the extremes, oh, you know what yeah. I mean? Because they've been so down in the dark. It's like all or nothing. Yes. Mm-hmm. They've been so down in the dark that they like, when this feels good, you are like, your love is all that you have. Like you, you're given a hundred percent. There's no middle ground. Like it's either a high or it's a low. And like mm-hmm. when you're really high, you're really high. When you're low, you're really low. You're all in or you're not. Yeah. Boundaries are hard. Um, so yeah, I just think, and I think that's a blessing and a curse. Oh Yeah. Absolutely. Because yeah, no one wants to be hurt. I mean, like if you're say, you know, you start dating someone and you're in a relationship and it's like you fall in love and then y'all break up. Well, no one wants to go. No one wants to hurt more than anyone else. You right. You know what I mean? Um. So anyway, that's that's a little off, but I do think they those no, people think, feel differently. No, I think that make, makes sense. So... You know, I think that if people can stick to a treatment plan, if they are educated, knowledge is power. The more you know about a condition, I feel like the better you can help yourself, the better you can help someone else. Yeah, definitely. Practice good self-care, your support system, sleep. I mean, sleep is when your body heals. Mm -hmm. And if you're storing trauma in your body, you need that sleep, even if it's sleeping too much. Definitely. And I think that, and I, I kind of already related to this. And again, I know therapy is not accessible to everybody, mm-hmm. but I would say if you have been on the verge of going to therapy, I was like the first one to be like, not that I didn't believe in therapy by any means, but I was just like, I don't need to go. Like, 
I'm going to go and talk to this person about my issues. I already know what my issues are and I know what I need to do to solve them, but I just don't want to, or I'm not ready for it. So like, why do I need to pay somebody to push me to do it? Right. But I'm telling you, if you're questioning therapy or, um, you know, just feel like you could use a little extra, like just go, just go if you can. And if you can't go, Find a friend who maybe goes themselves or, you know. Do a book club. Like, that was a good little thing that we did. Um, The two of us and another friend, we read a book on mental health. And it was just a safe, vulnerable space. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, it doesn't have to be anything extravagant. Yeah, no, that like I love the holistic psychologist. If y'all will go, she has some good books out because that was the book that yeah, it was we called read. How to Do the Work. But on Instagram, I think she's on TikTok too. She just has a lot of great relatable material. So, I mean, that that that's that was a great there. starting place. There's a lot of resources online that just like that on Instagram. And we're doing this podcast right now. Again, not that yeah. we're qualified <laughs> to be here and say anything. But I do think it, it's nice that it is becoming more talked about mm-hmm. and people can be more open to it. I think there's still a lot of people who think it's hocus pocus and they don't believe in it. And they do think that you're lazy or you're this or whatever. And I would just say, you know, don't listen to those people and those people aren't look on for, your team. Yeah. Look for the people and the resources that are understanding of it mm-hmm. and can kind of guide you in the direction to, to get yourself to a better place. Yes. And one thing too that I kind of want to mention before we wrap this up is that we all go through hard times. So kind of talking again about like, okay, well, your dog died, but my friend was diagnosed with terminal cancer. Yeah. Um, say that that is, you know, a loved one of the person who's dying from terminal cancer going to therapy during that time or getting on an antidepressant for a little bit of help is okay. It doesn't mean like you don't have to have a clinical depression. It can be situational depression. 100%. And so that there, there's a difference, but help yourself. Yeah. Situational depression. Like you don't, you don't have to do it alone. Mm-hmm. So um, real fast, just to kind of bring back how common mental health issues are in our society. Um, again, one out of every five adults are experiencing a severe mental illness. Um, about 11.4 million adults had thoughts of suicide last year. That was up almost um, 70 or not 75 percent, but. 664,000 people from the year prior. From the year before. Yeah. Um, 11% of people with mental illness remain uninsured, which I think is such a good topic because I've always been so hesitant to claim therapy on my insurance because I don't want to get dropped and not be able to be picked back up. Yeah. Because it's a pre-existing condition at that point. I've also heard that it kind of goes on your record. Yeah. In terms of, not that any of us plan to get arrested, but if we were, I don't know, I, I, they can't see it in a background check for a job or anything, but 
um, if for some reason they needed to look into your file for whatever reason. Like that could harm you. Yeah. You could be, you know, oh, they have anxiety. They're crazy or something, you know. Unfortunately, that's what some people stigmatize it as. Yeah. I mean, that narrative so is still So that's why a lot there. of people don't go through insurance or don't, you know. I mean, I still don't go, go through insurance. Yeah. So. I don't either. And then um, I don't go through insurance with, well, a lot of psychologists or psychiatrists will not take insurance because <laughs> they can do that. And yeah. again, it's not affordable. <laughs> right. Um. And then 56% of adults with mental illness don't seek treatment. I believe that. So. Either because they probably believe they don't need it or they don't know where they can get the help, which is sad. Or don't have access. Yeah. And this world is hard enough. Don't. Yeah. Don't do anything to make it harder. Help yourself. (laughs) Yeah. Don't do anything to anybody else to make it harder. No. And life is meant to be sweet. My grandmother always said, life sure is tough, but it sure is sweet. And she's absolutely right. So y'all look out for your people. Yes. Look out for your friends. Recognize your friends, your family, their patterns, what they're doing. Um, And if you hang out with somebody enough, you know, like, you know, sometimes even when we come in here and record, we're like, we can tell each other, like. I know you don't have the mental capacity for this. Like after all that happened with your week or whatever, like maybe we should just not record right. for, you know, tonight. Like we'll put it off for a couple of days or next week. Um, and, I, you know, those are those are people you want to be around. So look for those people in your life and recognize, you know, other people when they're going through stuff. Absolutely. Direct questions, not open ended. Yep. Until next time. Keep Keep looking looking pretty, pretty, Music City. And you guys thought you got rid of us. Make sure that you go ahead and follow us on whatever streaming service that you're listening on and make sure that you go and give us five stars. And then go to Instagram and follow us at broadsonbroadway underscore. Thanks for listening.